We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a pleasure to be joined by Mike Sando, uh, now of The Athletic, as he's uh, covered the NFL for a long time as well. And uh, we really appreciate you taking some time here on a Friday, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, let's just start with uh, Derek Carr. And I know you wrote about the quarterback betrayal index, which I think is fascinating stuff. But uh, explain to the listeners what that is and, and now how Derek Carr kind of fits into the equation uh, with his benching and uh, and basic firing by the Raiders. Yeah, basically, since Derek Carr's been there, they've been pretty average on offense, and they've been really, really bad on defense and special teams. So uh, a quarterback you know, who has a great defense and special teams on his side is going to look better and going to win more and going to have a different narrative about him. So for all of Carr's flaws, which he does have some, uh, of the 92 quarterbacks who have started at least, I think, more than 20 games in the last 20 years or so, his defense and special team support has ranked 85th out of the 92. Uh, at the extreme other end would be like Mac Jones. You know, the, the, the Patriots have been really good on defense and special teams despite a couple of uh, memorable plays lately uh, going against them. So it really has skewed their ability to win um, with Derek Carr because he's just been at such a disadvantage. And if you look back at his time with the Raiders, I think the one year they were kind of middle of the pack or a little above average in that defense special teams realm. I think they went 12 and four with Jack Del Rio. So uh, I think it's just something to keep in mind. It doesn't mean that Carr is totally absolved from, you know, where they're at, but certainly they haven't been good enough in that area again this year um, to win. Mike, if, uh, if the Eagles get one win here in the final two weeks, either against the Saints or Giants, the road uh, to the Super Bowl in the NFC rolls through Philadelphia Everybody in the NFL is so covert when it comes to these injuries. I just I get the sense that Jalen Hurts, based on the uh, the video that I saw of Travis Gibson of the Bears falling on his right shoulder, that that they're probably not necessarily giving us the full rundown on Hurts. He, you know, they've been speculating that he could play, but I, I just I, I, something tells me he's hurt worse than he is. Do you have any intel around the league? Do you have any guess as to the severity of Hurts' injury and how likely it is that he? Could be be out extended I think they got to be careful I think they do have to be careful they're in a weird spot because you know with the season being longer uh, they're probably going to be okay to win Uh, you know I think they can beat the the Saints um, whether he plays or not but um, the last thing I need is is him taking another shot on the shoulder and then being affected for the for the postseason so I know he's back at practice I think I'll just kind of 
believe it when I see it when he's out there. I think so much of his play and production has been uh, as a runner also. And he's not a run and slide. He's a run and take some hits guy. So I think they got to be careful. It might be a little bit foolish to... Uh, to, to throw him out there and at least have the same sort of game plan that they've had unless he's really ready to go. Mike, uh, what do you think of the teams fighting for the final couple of spots in, in the NFC? And, and, and we can relate it to the, the 49ers. We don't know if they're going to be two or three in the top half. Minnesota controls that, but they're playing Green Bay, who's tied to the, the bottom half, and the Giants in Washington are involved. The Lions want a shot, maybe yeah. at a winner-take-all against Green Bay next week. How do you how do you see that, that bottom end shaken out in yeah. the NFC? I kind of think Detroit or Seattle might grab the seventh spot. Uh, I think the Giants will get the sixth, and I think Carolina is probably going to win that division uh, in the NFC South to get the four seed. Now, there's so much of the stuff is interconnected. I just sort of have a feeling I could be wrong on this that Minnesota may go into Green Bay and win. I think I don't think Green Bay is that great, and I'm not saying Minnesota is either. But just the idea that. Like Rogers was saying, Aaron Rogers was saying after the game against Miami, hey, we got him, you know, two dome teams coming in. They got to tell him, but they got to win the games, though, you know, and so I think that's a, obviously a huge pivot point game uh, in this whole thing. And I, I've kind of been leaning towards Minnesota. Maybe it's a gut feel, maybe I'm wrong, but um, if that falls that way, then um, it really could set up a situation where if Green Bay's not in the mix the last week will shoot then Detroit maybe has an easier time beating them you know in the last one and, and then we'll see I think for the last spot you know Seattle Jet game is going to be really a 50-50 could go either way it's in Seattle um, and so I may lean towards the Seahawks but shoot they haven't been able to put anything together consistently either I think that's the thing there's just so many inconsistent teams there you it's a guessing game of who's going to win every week you know, the Chiefs trounced the Niners a few weeks back, um, and the Niners haven't lost since. Um, and in four games since week 13, the 49ers are averaging over 31 points a game. They've broken that 30-point plateau in three of the four games. Um, I mean, they got the number one defense, and they're scoring points offensively. Uh, do you have a different feeling about the 49ers now that you see their offense with Brock Purdy uh, than you did maybe earlier in the year with Lance or with Jimmy? Uh, no, I think that they're just as capable with Purdy. You know, I, I, I look. I would rather have Jimmy. You know, just because of the familiarity and he's proven and all of that. But I, I don't think he, there's been a huge a drop off in what they want to do. Now, they have played historically great defense, and a lot of those points on offense come from your defense, right? You're you're getting in shorter fields, or you're you're never playing from behind. You're always sort of in control. I don't think that Brock Purdy has attempted a pass while trailing in any of his starts. So, you know, that's partly because of him, but they have been amazing defensively, really starting with the Charger game, uh, to where they've been dominant. If you just look at statistically dominant, like uh, standard deviations better than a normal defense. And the offense has been good, but not great, other than I would say maybe the, the Arizona game uh, and, and, and maybe before that the, the Ram game. But for the most part, the offense has been good. It's done its part with a really favorable situation because of the defense. So I like where they're at. I think the NFC is, you know, there's no team that is completely unflawed. I think Philly's been the best team, but I don't think the 49ers are afraid of them. I think they can beat them. Mike Sando joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Is is that the one thing that would give you pause about 
Purdy in a playoff scenario is the fact that he may very well go through the entire regular season stint, whatever, the, the six games that he would play without really dealing with much adversity? A little bit. You know, I think it's going to come at some point, but I think all of the teams have to deal with that. There's not a, you know, I mean, look, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers could both make the playoffs, but I, I you don't get the feeling with how their teams are playing that, you know, they're going to be uh, amazing in that realm either. So I think the NFC is one where you may not have to have that as much to get through. And we've seen the 49ers go through the playoffs without having a bunch of games where they trailed until they got maybe to the Super Bowl. So I like the way it sets up. Sure, if they're behind, it's going to be hard, but it's hard for all these guys. It's going to be hard for Jalen Hurts if they're behind, too. Um, so I don't think that makes the 49ers especially vulnerable, right? Uh, other than we're just not really sure because we haven't seen it with Purdy, but he's looked pretty good for what they've asked him to do so far. You know, late October, the the uh, Niners were, what, three? I think uh, three and four at that point. Um, and they had the Rams coming up. And John Lynch pulled the trigger on the Christian McCaffrey deal. And they went to L.A. And McCaffrey had one of the best games of his career. And the Niners won 31-14. And then they have not lost since. To me, I thought that was incredible GMing, if that's a word, uh, by uh, by Lynch. And I think that because of the timing and because of the offseason he had, I would give Lynch the slight edge over Howie Roseman for executive of the year. How do you see the voting coming down on that award? Ah, that's interesting. You know, I think it, for some it could come down to the perception of how much is Kyle Shanahan running the personnel there too, right? I think he's uh, gets some credit for that, but I think that's a good point. I think you know making that type of a move uh, at at the middle of a season is a win in the sales for your team. You know, I think it sends a really strong message beyond what it does to help you on the field. That's a big boost, you know, to a team that's had. You know, some reasons to get down this year with Jimmy getting hurt. Uh, you know, there's been some other players in it. Debo Samuel's been out. You know, there's been some things that could have set the team back. But when you do that, I think it really does uh, give you a boost. So, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to get it. Maybe by the end of the year, they're the team that's hottest, and it helps put him over the top. To me, it does just come down to how much you perceive Kyle Shanahan to maybe to be involved in that, too. Whereas with Philly... I don't think people perceive Nick Sirianni to be as involved in that. Mike, I really appreciate your your view of quarterbacks and, and all the work and different breakdowns you do of, of a lot of the numbers at different points. I, I got to go back to, to Brock Purdy and just, you know, yeah. as it relates to Trey Lance, because we, we don't know the run that the Niners will go on, how this thing ends. But as, as far as you look at it, uh, what is is Purdy the starter next year? Is it is it a open competition? I mean, that's that's kind of the question du jour out here in in the Bay. And and what does Purdy have to do in the playoffs to solidify that? If it's you know a, a coin flip to, in your mind to this point, yeah. I think if if Purdy continues to play the way that he has and and they win and have some success, you know, maybe advance in the playoffs. I don't know how you take him out of the equation and just hand it to someone who has a couple of starts, right? So uh, it'll be delicate. I think these are, you know, the way that quarterback changes are handled now is different than it used to be. If you go back in the day, Bill Walsh would just freaking bench Joe Montana and say Steve's playing this week, right? And tough. Now, Derek Carr gets benched and he's not even with the team, right? So the way all of these things are handled now will make it interesting to me. 
uh, are they delicate about it? Are they vague about it? It was so weird last year with Jimmy Garoppolo being on a different field and separating it out. You know, that was, he handled it beautifully, but not everybody would have. So I, I don't know, but I think we have to see how this season finishes. If they go to the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy or the Super Bowl, that's a totally different thing than if they fizzle down the stretch and lose one of these last two and go one and done, isn't it? I, I would say. I would say absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the key the key variable there. So I don't know how you take Purdy out of the mix if they really go deep in the playoffs. Give me your answer to two of these things. Who's better in your mind between Buffalo and Kansas City? And is there a team outside of Philly that you believe could beat the 49ers in the NFC playoffs? Because I don't. Yeah, um, I think Buffalo's probably the better team just all the way around. Um, I have been reluctant to pick against Kansas City in the one big game type thing, uh, but I probably would give um, you know the Bills just a slight edge. I know losing, I think losing their uh, you know Von Miller was a big deal. I just give them a slight edge, uh, but I think it's real slight. I think those teams could beat each other. I don't really see a team the way they're playing now, um, having a big advantage or any sort of an advantage against the 49ers in the NFC. Because I think Dak Prescott, he's made enough mistakes. I think that the 49er defense could probably get to him and uh, get a couple turnovers to help it go their way. But, yeah, that's why I think it's such a great opportunity. This is a year. This is what, this is a year in the NFC where you have to take advantage and I think, like, Buffalo missed that opportunity in the AFC last year. They were the best team. 13 yep. seconds, they blew it. They may, not, they may not get back, right? This is a great window here, even though they're down to their third quarterback in San Francisco. It's a great, it's a great time. It's a great chance. Mike, great stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.